you're a beginning real estate investor, do you have the mindset that you need to invest in real estate? We're going to talk about that on this episode of Real Estate Revenue. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Real Estate Revenue, your financial momentum podcast. I'm your host, Paul Airy, and in this episode, we're going to talk about getting your mind right for real estate. Uh, real estate investing is not like having a job. It's not, uh, you're not an employee anymore. And so we're going to talk about the uh, difference between an employee mindset and a real estate mindset, an investor mindset, and why you need to be sure that you make the switch over. Uh, it's, it's a very different world. And if you don't adjust your mindset, you're not going to succeed as an investor. So let's talk first about the employee mindset. Where did we even get that? What is it and where did it come from? So it's the mindset that you probably have if you have a job right now, if you're an employee. You work for somebody else, you go to work 40 hours a week, sometimes more, sometimes a lot more. You uh, you know, you have your benefits, you have your health care, health insurance, and a 401k, and that's uh, that's one of those subjects I love to <laughs> love to get into. But uh, for right now, we're not going to talk about 401ks. We are taught, we have been programmed from a very young age, from our childhood, walking around in diapers, uh, to be an employee. We've been taught that there are certain things you do in life. You go to school, uh, if possible, you go to college, you get good grades, you get a job, and you work at that job for 30, 40 years. Um, although lately, uh, last decade or so, or two decades, nobody stays at a job for 30 or 40 years. We move up, we move to the side, we move around, uh, but... The thing is you stay in your career that long and when you get to be the right age, somebody chose 65 years old. I think it was just an arbitrary number. I've heard the story about where that came from. I'll get into that in just a second. But they chose this age of 65 years old and you retire and live off of your your savings and your social security. And your pension, if you're if you have a pension, and uh, most people have 401ks and IRAs these days, but uh, those aren't doing too well right now. They've lost about three trillion years since the first of the year. This is the end of the summer, so uh, that's quite a lot of uh, loss for the first part of the year. I don't know how much they lost yesterday when the stock market dropped a thousand points in about thirty minutes and stayed there. Uh, so. We're gonna um, we're gonna take a look at where that mindset comes from and maybe how to get rid of it. So, started with your parents, and and your parents t- 
taught you the same things they were taught. So they, they didn't even realize what they were doing. They weren't doing this to be mean or malicious. Uh, it's just what they did. That's all they knew. So, so they taught us, you go to school, you get a job, you go through the whole process of your life, working your career, and you retire. And anything that deviates from that, we're told, no, you don't want to do that. That's, that's not a good idea. It's not safe. Uh, and all that was reinforced by our teachers, other family members, our friends who went and got jobs like they were told to do. And uh, I don't know how many of you have uh, brought up the idea of starting a business to one of your coworkers or friends and been told, you're nuts. You don't want to do that. Why would you leave the security of your job? What ha- what would happen to your 401k? Where would that go? Uh, you're going to lose it. And uh, I've sh- I'm sure a lot of you have heard that. I've heard that story a bunch of times. Um, so uh, that's pro- that could be where you are right now. But you know what? If somebody's telling you that's a bad idea and that uh, it's not safe, it's too risky, please don't listen to that. They don't want you to leave because that would leave them there alone without you. Uh, they don't want you. They don't want to know that they could succeed too, but they're too afraid. They're stuck in their comfort zone. And that's where our parents have put us. They've made this neat little comfort zone for us to live in. And our teachers reinforced it and the rest of our family and friends reinforced it. And now you're stuck with it, right? Only you're not stuck with it. You can get out of it. But those people don't want you to. They don't want you to know about that. They don't want you to think about that. Uh, Because they didn't do it. And if you do it and succeed... That means they have missed out on something. So they're not going to encourage you to do it. So don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to what they say when they say you're nuts, you're crazy. That's never going to work. It's not for you. So that's where you are as an employee. That's your employee mindset. I can't afford to do that. I'm not rich. I don't have money like that. I can't do that. Uh, I'm just an employee. Where would I get the money to do that? And You stay in your job and you buy things on credit cards that you can't afford to buy and you pay huge amounts of interest, you get deeper in debt and things start to look even more and more hopeless as life goes on. We've been taught that for a reason. I mean, things we are encouraged to go into debt. We're encouraged to buy a house that doesn't produce cash flow for us so that we can live in it. We're encouraged to, if we want a a 75-inch TV that barely fits through your door, to go buy it with a credit card if you don't have enough cash. Just go buy it and pay it off over time. People buy furniture on credit cards. I think that's one of the dumbest moves that anyone can make because, and I'm sorry if you've done that. I don't mean to insult you, but um, I saw the fallacy in that when I noticed that furniture doesn't last long enough to pay it off when you buy it on credit. I've seen that happen to too many people. They, it's just like a car. Uh, cars have gotten so expensive now that, uh, and they're financing them for so long. 
They got up to eight years to finance a car. Who keeps a car for eight years? You'll never pay it off before it wears out. And that's the problem. That's what's happening. And people get upside down in their cars and they go trade them in and they pile the debt from the last car onto this car and it just keeps going. And you're caught in that trap. You're in the employee trap. It's financial bondage. And my purpose here is to help you get out of it. Uh, I hope I can help somebody get out of it. Um, we don't want to stay in that situation. That was such a sad life. So I, mean, I got to tell you, you know, my brother, I have an older brother. He's much older than me. And um, he died unexpectedly recently. And I got to look at it. We went through, my sister and I went through his things in the house, you know, and we have the house to get rid of. And we went through my, it, he was actually living in my parents' house because they had been, uh, my mother had been in an assisted living seven or eight years before she died. And, uh, so he was living in that house, taking care of it. And, um, so that house had been in our family for 50 years and a whole lifetime full of stuff in that house. And none of it was meaningful things really, just except, except for sentimental stuff. Um, and you know, my brother had retired at one time and, he started trying to live off his social security and he couldn't do it. Uh, he had to go back to work and people said, well, he just wanted to be with his friends. But I knew he, when you have a $1,300 a month social security check and a $600 car payment, and, uh, then you have utility bills and insurance and all that stuff, you know, food, you don't have, you can't live on that. So he went back to work and, uh, and that's where he was. That's where he was at the end of his life. Uh, tiny, tiny 401k didn't help him. Um, and 401ks are, you may as well invest in the stock market because that's what you're doing. Uh, they are, uh, run by, Somebody you don't know, they're run by a manager who's charging you fees. Whether you win or lose, they're going to get paid, and they don't care if you make money or lose money, and you have no control over it. So that's pretty much where we are with an employee mindset. We're waiting to retire at the age of 65. Uh, I heard that age came about from uh, Germany. Um, I heard this story from Bob Proctor. He said the German chancellor... Uh, came up with this idea or somebody in his cabinet came up with this idea that we ought to pay, give people a check and let them retire uh, at 65 and they don't have to work anymore and they get a check from the government. And they did it. And then when the U.S. created Social Security, they said, well, Germany's doing 65. Why don't we do that? I don't know if that's true or not, but um, that's uh, that's what I've heard that, where that story, uh, I've heard that story that that's where it came from. Personally, I think that uh, that's kind of a, a ridiculous thing to do. I mean, I can see where some people want to retire, but do you want to quit living? Do you want to quit working? Do you want to maybe retire from your job but don't retire from life? You have to have a purpose. I know so many people who have died a year after they retire. Within a year, they'll be dead, and it's because they don't have a purpose anymore. They don't have a reason to live. They, they have... Uh, 
Uh, it's like they're they're giving up. I mean, who wants to putter around in the garden, you know, and go golfing every day for, you know, it's just not, uh, there's no purpose there. You don't have a purpose-driven life. You're not helping anybody, not doing anything, not solving any problems. Now, the investor mindset, uh, it's a little different. You have to get out of that comfort zone that you've been in all your life. When you get out of that comfort zone, uh, and you start to see that people are making money, they have cash flow, they have wealth that's built up, and when they retire, they still get that cash flow. And uh, they've been getting it for the last 20 years or 30 years whenever they started investing. And, uh, you know, my, of course, my personal choice for investing is real estate. Garrett Gunderson, Garrett Gunderson, one of my favorite financial people to uh, to. Uh, uh, he puts out financial content. That's one of my favorite ones to consume. Uh, talks about investor DNA. And investor DNA is just, it's basically your preference, what you feel uh, is right for you, what kind of investing is right for you. And for me, it's a, it's real estate. Some people, it's some people have a talent for the stock market. I don't, and don't really have an interest in it. Some people have a talent for. Um, well, even in real estate, there are different aspects of real estate, different property types. Some people have a talent for apartments. Some people have a talent for storage facilities. You know, everybody's got their favorite, the thing that they like the best, they know the best, and they they uh, work in that area. And so for me, real estate is, is my investing. Uh, that's my place to invest. It... Uh, now, what is an investor mindset? Well, it's, I don't need to work. Uh, I can afford it. If I can't, if I don't have the money for it, I'm going to find out a way to get it. I'm going to find out how I can afford it. As opposed to an employee mindset saying, I can't afford that. An investor is going to say, how can I afford that? How can I make that happen? And then you go about, figuring out how to make it happen. You come up with ways to make it happen. And, uh, you know, uh, just giving up and saying, I can't afford it, that you're always going to be stuck there. So that's, that's an investor mindset. You want to, you figure out how you can make it happen and, uh, you don't rely on a paycheck. You don't rely on, um, you don't just, uh, give up and say, well, I make, hundred thousand dollars a year. That's all I'm going to make for the next four or five years. And then I might get a raise to 110 or 120 and, uh, things will be a little better than in, in five or 10 years. That's just not the investor's outlook on life. The investor's outlook is, you know, I'm only making a hundred thousand right now. I got to make, I got to double that. I have to triple that. I need to get out of this hole. I need I'm going to find a way. I'm going to solve somebody's problems. I'm going to help other people in in a way that's going to pay me cash flow. That's going to make me money. And at the same time, I'm going to do good for someone. That's an investor mindset. That's a, that's a, an entrepreneurial mindset. Really, um, the entrepreneur wants to do good things, and wants to change the world, wants to make the world better. And that's what we have to look at. If you're an employee and you don't like it and you're stuck in it, 
Start looking at how you can make the world better. How can you help someone solve a problem? When you figure that out, when you figure out how you can help people, do something good for people, the money will come. And please do not feel guilty about making money off of something like that. This whole money guilt issue is something that is destroying people's uh it's destroying their future. When you have amazing ideas, I have seen people with amazing ideas, incredible talents for coming up with ideas to solve problems, and yet they're made to feel guilty about profiting off of that, so they stop. They don't do it anymore. They think, well, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to make money off people's problems. Well, <laughs> they need you to. If they have a problem, they need you to solve it. They need you to make money off of their problems. Uh, They need you to solve their problem, and they will pay you for it. In real estate, uh, the problem we're solving in real estate for people is they need space. They need space, and they're willing to pay me for it. So I'm going to go buy a building And I'm going to give them the space they need, and they're going to pay me money for it every single month. They're going to pay my loan payment. They're going to pay my expenses on the building, and they're going to to pay me a profit every month. And they're happy. Don't let that guilt creep into your life. That's an employee mindset. That's a socialist mindset. I say that word. Uh... (laughs) Don't let that creep into your life. That's BS. Don't let somebody do that to you. Just don't let them do it to you. And don't let your family and friends keep you down. If you want to do something different, if you want to invest in something, and it doesn't have to be real estate. This is a show about real estate, so that's what we talk about. But if you have something else to invest in, if you want to buy a business or you want to start a business, uh, whatever that business is, doesn't have to doesn't have to be about real estate. Uh, don't let them hold you back. They are where they are because they believe that garbage. They believed that they believed what their parents taught them and what their teachers taught them and what their friends tell them. They they don't they sh- they believed it and they they bought into it and they're stuck with it. Don't let that happen to you. So that's about it for this episode of Real Estate Revenue. And uh, we'll be back in a few days with another financial momentum podcast. And I will see you there.